Welcome to Across the Margin, the podcast. I'm your host, Michael Shields. Across the Margin, the podcast is a proud member of the Osiris Media Group. Head over to OsirisPod.com. Check out all the podcasts they have, the live events, everything they got cooking. That is OsirisPod.com. This episode of Across the Margin is a unique one. In it, you'll find me in conversation with Dr. Linda Ulrich, founder of The Goodness Exchange, a website whose aim is to prove that the world is still a beautiful place, full of wonderment, discovery, and compassion. Linda is the author of the book, Happiness is an Option, Thriving Instead of Surviving in the Era of the Internet. And she's the host of the Conspiracy of Goodness podcast. The Conspiracy of Goodness podcast is designed to give you more joy, less fear, present evidence that a bright future is possible. Each episode, they help you make sense of the world by introducing you to people, tackling some of the world's most difficult problems, and show you why they still think the future is bright. So what we're doing here today is combining the powers of Cross the Margin of the Podcast and the Conspiracy of Goodness podcast and the simulcast to act as a celebration of the diverse and inspiring guests that we are both profoundly grateful to feature on our respective podcasts. Our goal here is to give listeners a taste of what both the Conspiracy of Goodness podcast and Across the Margin podcast has to offer. So in it, me and Linda take turns in highlighting a few of each other's episodes that resonate deeply with us. Episodes of the Conspiracy of Goodness podcast about the power of positivity, turning pain into a teacher, ways in which to overcome fear, and tips on how to make a good living while also making a difference in the world are celebrated, followed by a look at a bevy of powerful episodes of Across the Margin, the podcast, such as episode 125, The Other Dark Matter with Lena Zeldovich. In episode 105, Up From Nothing with John Hope Bryan. In episode 100, How to Do Nothing with Jenny O'Dell, just to name a few. As I mentioned, this is a simulcast, uh, and so it will air over at the Goodness of Conspiracy podcast as well. And this is just a good chance for me and Linda to say thank you to all of our guests. We are always deeply honored and humbled who comes on our shows, and we just want to in this time of Thanksgiving, give a little thanks ourselves. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Dr. Linda Ulrich. Podcast. Hi. Good, good afternoon, Michael. Yeah, thank you. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me on your show, coming on my show. Thank you for uh, uh, letting me talk about my podcast and also to talk about your podcast. I'm excited. Well, I tell you, <laughs> we have to at least give folks some some idea of how this thing all came about. I think I think I went back and tracked it. I was on your podcast because of the book I wrote. Happiness yeah. is an option. Absolutely. Yep. We did an episode fully dedicated to happiness as an option. Yeah. And then I think that we just recognized we had so much in common, you Mm -hmm. with your love in the natural world and strange things like slime mold. Wasn't that our (laughs) very... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, and also we saw a lot of, uh, you know, comparisons within our podcast, who we wanted to talk to and just kind of seeking out these people who are finding wonder in the world or just doing really fascinating things. And we were telling a lot of uh, similar stories. And, and, you know, I think we both got excited about that. Yeah. I think one day we spent like an hour and a half on the phone one yeah. time, just, I had a glass of wine in hand and yeah. we were just, we were just talking about each of the stories that we, we, I mean, it's a gift to be able to talk to all these people and really dig into these, some of these amazing ideas and, and some of these people who are just really changing the world or bringing ideas to the table that, that, you know, can change the world. It's, it's, I truly, you know, I, I have a deep gratitude um, for, you know, this position that I'm in. I'm, I, I'm sure you're the same. 
Me too. And, you know, um, I mean, this is a real conversation. I want all, all of our listeners to know that this is yeah. not going to be like a steady interview that we prepared for ahead yep. of time. Yeah, people, we are just really letting people in on a conversation that, like I said, we had one night way back and here is the culmination yes, of it. Absolutely. No, but it's gonna be fun. This, this is an opportunity, you know, I like, we're going to talk about both our podcasts a little bit, an opportunity to kind of give, give a window into, you know, to your listeners and my listeners, what, you know, what happens mm-hmm. and, and just an idea of some of the stories and people you can come upon and this whole thing. And just, you know, I, I scroll through, you know, your listing of who's been on your podcast and it's just like, it's so exciting. It's really, really exciting. And, you know, I'm, I'm hope people feel the same when they come to across the margin. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll say one last thing, you know, I think that we both came away from that, that, getting to know you conversation that went on yep. so long that night, we felt validated. I, I know mm-hmm. that that's how I felt. Like I see wonder in the world all around me all day long. Yep. And all these, these people that were writing about the goodness exchange and the people, yeah. there's so much wonder that's going uncelebrated in the world. Yeah. 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 That's what's so special about your podcast. And then hopefully both of our podcasts, but it's, it's, oh, it's so is, true. yeah, it's really, and this is another opportunity to, to you know give some love to some some amazing people who've been on our podcast and then just you know kind of more more gratitude there as well so we're we kind of making this format up the uh, as we go but what mm-hmm. we decided ahead of time was um that that i i could immediately look at the list of guests that you have and i picked out um, a number of them that i'm super curious about mm-hmm. yep. and so we, we just decided that i'll ask michael about um, some of these folks and their notions and then we'll switch roles and everybody will win exactly so we picked out about four podcasts each of ours um that that we've done uh, not too long ago and we're going to discuss uh, each one so so i think we'll start with across the margin of the podcast okay all right <laughs> now this one was part of our original conversation if i remember right mm-hmm. we've got this great episode episode 92 yep. that's um titled tree beings talk to us about tree beings what was fun about that that was uh the first and only and hopefully not the last it's it's not thing but that was it is a children's book and it was it was it was sent to me it was um uh raymond huber is the author it was very great illustrate it was illustrated wonderfully i can't think of the illustrator's name right now i apologize but it was um what was so interesting to me i am an arborist and so when that book was sent to me it was just exciting to see not just you know it's always fun picking up any book about trees i was you know i'm i read them all any any chance i get but uh it was, it didn't talk down to kids as, as you know, I see often when it comes to like children's scientific books. I mean, it really, it went in, it was going through the layers of the bark. It was doing, you know, different ideas about trees. And I, I thought it was done in a way that like made it, you know, uh, something they can comprehend, but also was fun. It was tons of fun, but um, it was also, it is kind of, I'm glad you bring that episode up. It was kind of special to me because it was the first time um, I brought kind of my work, my other work into the podcast. I've never, ever done that. Everything has been always about the guest and, and everything like that. But it was the first time I talk about what I do in, um, you know, when I'm, not, when I'm not behind the computer and that's, you know, being an arborist and, and that's a big part of my life. And it was the first time I started talking about it. And, and that's something I've done, you know, moving forward. I have, you know, it's, it's anytime it comes up, I talk to, um, uh, uh, a couple of guitar makers uh, who wrote a wonderful book about trees and and, and harvesting certain trees uh, for guitars. And we were able to talk about it in a different la- level because of what I've done. And, you know, there's been other times now. So that was kind of opened the door for me to talk about, uh, you know, another one of my passions in there. So that episode has, you know, has, has a big piece of my heart. And I think, I can't recall if it was before or after, but it was um, it, not that long ago with this whole concept of trees talking to each other. Yeah. Yeah, came up and and I remember you and I were. So. That, that gets me so excited. I've known about that for a little while. Suzanne uh, Samard's um, her studies have really brought it to life. Uh, uh, her book, The Mother Tree, is just absolutely outstanding. But that's, I mean, there's science behind that. There's you know because so many people have always looked at, up to trees, you know, as their own being, kind of almost competing with each other, competing for light, competing for you know all the resources around for water. And the thing is, it just hearing that, you know, within tree communities, they're actually helping each other out. It just, I think it's just like absolute game changer. And 
I, I think, you know, so many people, anyone I talk to about trees, it's really one of the first things they bring up. They just, everyone's really excited that trees are communicating. They're sending nutrients all because of the, you know, fungal, fung, you know, fungus is involved, mycorrhizal is involved. And it's just, it's one of the most beautiful things that, that I've learned about trees or in science. I just love it. I cannot imagine how these, these kind of insights uh, must have, um, improved your way of thinking about the purpose for what you do yeah. as an arborist. Yeah, definitely. It's just, it's, it's always been so utilitarian, you know, kind of what, you know, counting trees and, and what you can take from them. And just, it, it just kind of made me even think about how I want to approach my career and, and, and taking care of them and, and being more a nurturing tree doctor than someone who's out there kind of just, you know, uh, chopping down trees for money. You know, I want to, I want to be out there to nurture them. And that kind of continue to shape my career to do that instead of doing the other thing. Cause the more you learn about their wondrous ways, the more you want to care for them. Well, you know, and don't you think there's some, there's some, like, we're not just talking about an arborist or being or trees right now. Like, I think there's a, there's like a hundred thousand foot look um, perspective here yeah, that's yeah. good for any anybody's profession like mm -hmm. that's what the importance of new ideas and new information and not just tuning out the news entirely because you're going to yeah. miss the good news too yeah. that might pertain to your field imagine mm -hmm. right so yeah. that's I think why we've got to focus on innovation and we got to Definitely. hear about what's happening because no matter yeah. what your field is there's somebody out there pushing at the edges exactly exactly and finally i'm just it's that's why, you know, websites like yours or just any sort of, you know, we've, we've both talked many times about curating your feeds and everything like that. Find places where you can find this information and, you know, you're going to find things in other people's field that when they say what they do, you're like, oh my goodness, I heard about this. And, you know, it just, you know, it's, it's important to find ways to find that information that's exciting, that's positive. And, and, you know, it just, it's going to change the way you look at the world, really. Okay, so the, the next um, one that I wanted you to comment on <laughs> is demonstrates the scope of, of our yeah. conversation. Yeah, we're going to bounce around. That's one thing, you know, about at Across the Margin, the podcast. And kind of just my goal is to talk up to as many fascinating people as I can, whatever, you know, if a great book comes my way, great. If a, if a musician that I, I love reaches out, wants to talk, I'm going to talk to him, an activist. And, you know, it's, it's, I don't, it's an open door policy to fascinating, you know, people and ideas. But, but what's up next? What was the second one you want to talk okay, about? Okay. The second one was episode 125, The oh. Other Dark Matter. Yes. With, is it Lena or Lena? It's Lena. Yep. Yes. Okay. So this is about uh, poop. I'll put it, I'll put it bluntly. So it's um, her whole book really talks about, um, you know, what we can do with waste and and we're talking about the human waste and and just it's it's something we're talking about sewage and it sounds it sounds you know like a pretty messy uh idea but it was a beautiful beautiful book and because it, it was about you know so so often you know on these on, on these interviews i do we're talking about problems and what lena was talking about was solutions and it was just which was just so beautiful it was just it was it was a book full of and it wasn't only what we can do with sewage and the idea was it becomes a a resource for renewable energy and just all of these different things that you can do with it it wasn't about only what we can do with it it was also what we are doing she spoke to like the district of columbia is doing amazing things with their sewage new york has some plants where they're you know they're fueling a lot of just for one example they're fueling um a lot of the 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 trucks the new york city trucks around here with biofuel that's made from the sewage around here and just just th these ideas that that we're going to need to do to make a more sustainable world is find ways to deal with our waste and and lena really leaned into this and and uh, i do want to mention this i love how lena leans into her specialty like she owns it she i mean you know anytime uh, you see pictures of her she's wearing a like a poop emoji hat and just it's just like she's she's just she doesn't find it you know, she grew up in a situation where, you know, her, her, um, uh, uh, you know, grandparents and were, you know, were farmers and they were taking, they were taking the sewage and putting it on the plants. So it's never been from the animals and putting it on the plants and using it in the garden. So it's never been gross to her. The idea has just never been gross to her. It's sewage has always been life to her. And that's, that's, that's beautiful. And it does show, I, I found in that interview, 
it, it caused me to ponder about what other things we think of nice. as waste yep. that could be this like enormous resource. Again, I, if people are going to know within a few minutes of this podcast that I'm always thinking about the 100,000 foot look, yeah, I could yeah. not listen to that episode without thinking, gosh, what else are we just throwing away or... What, 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 what other trash is, is, is our treasure, you know, and you know, there's so many things and that's, what's going to be so crucial. We have to figure out how, how to use these things that would often just be looked at as trash as, as some sort of valuable resource. And, you know, someone, I'm sure someone has an idea for all these things that we throw away. I think I, I have to say one more thing about that interview and her and like the way you're describing, she yeah. totally owns this field. Great. You know, can we give her people permission to be passionate yeah, ab- yeah. about about stuff that we don't understand ourselves, but like yeah. have admiration instead oh. of kind of thinking of my family likes to call, call me the woman with the tinfoil hat. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I agree with that. I, you know, I live in Brooklyn, New York, and there's a lot of, um, you know, I see jokes about uh, hipsters often. And just, I just, when I think about like these, these people that are labeled hipsters, like you know, they, there's jokes about, you know, things they'll do and they'll like their love of great coffee and they're open up a coffee shop. And I just see passion there. Hipsters, uh, they, they keep bees. I see like someone with a passion for beekeeping and I'm just like, yeah, you know, make fun of them all you want, but these are people finding things that they absolutely love and, 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 you know, making a life from it. That's, there's, there's actually an episode I'm going to ask you about uh, when we when we turn the tables here, but that that's about making your passion your life. And I just, you know, I, I when I see people do that and and own it like that, I just you know let your freak flag fly. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, here's the next one. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've got episode 92. I'm recommending. By the way, everything that that we're talking about is going to be in the show notes um, yeah. at, at at the uh, Conspiracy of Goodness podcast, and I'm sure yours too. So that people don't have to well, go absolutely. grab a pen. Yep. It's going to be there. So we've talked about episode 92, episode 125, The Other Dark Matter. And now I'm curious about episode 105, Up From Nothing with uh, John Hope Bryant. John is a super inspirational person. He, um, he's, he, I mean, talk about really coming from nothing, from humble, humble beginnings to becoming an advisor to multiple presidents. He's just what he's done with his career, um, you know, it's it just one of the, the premier business leaders in all of Atlanta at this point. Um, he, 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 I mean, what he really focuses on his book, it's just, it's a really, it's, it's a memoir slash like self-help book. Uh, that book is called Up From Nothing, as you mentioned, but it focuses so much on positivity, on believing in yourself and optimism, um, one thing he really, really believes, and I think it's because he lived it, um, you know, just c- kind of coming from nothing to 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 just great successes. Um, he believes anybody anybody can be anything, and um, you know, I, I I think for some people it's surely more complicated than that. It's it's you know, it's some people come for some really really tough spots, and and just that idea could sound ludicrous to him, but he truly believes it. And he truly believes it. And that's what's inspiring. And that's why, you know, when he's, when he, when you hear him talk, you start getting, you know, filled up with, I guess I can do anything. He really sprays life out of him. And he's, it was, it was, it was just a gift to, to, to speak to him about this. Cause he, 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 he really, it, it's, it's, it's not an act. He really truly believes that positive thinking and, and, and these, you know, type of optimism and finding ways to really believe in yourself is going to propel you to greatness. It's, it's really inspiring. Mm, absolutely. You know, and uh, I, I think po- positivity has gone through, <laughs> through waves in the yeah. last three years, you know, they're like, I remember the first time someone asked me about toxic positivity. (laughs) How dare you put those words together? (laughs) I I don't know. And I know I totally get it. And there is is no end (laughs) Mm -hmm. to the fakery. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. In the world of people trying to, um, influence us to buy their thing or to invite them to speak at our thing or whatever. Yeah. Um, and certainly people have sucked old positivity right into that whole, Definitely. not much rigorous intention zone, yeah. but 
Um, but I, I think that um, somebody like this, who's lived a life of rigorous intention, yep. who is sharing their lived experience with us, this yeah. is what podcasts like yours and mine are for, really, Absolutely. is to not have to go through it ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's one thing I'll speak to about him. He One thing in the book, uh, I'm not sure I can think of all the pillars, but he has five pillars of successes in there. I think one starts with learning as much as you can, education. Uh, I know family is one. He really, really talks a lot about family and leaning on them, but uh, self-esteem, as I mentioned. But there's one, one of those pillars is finding role models. He knows you can't do it alone. You know, seek out people that, that you know, uh, you know, can maybe teach you something or walk you through something. And that's, I was surprised to see that when I was, you know, usually when you see five pillars or something, you don't see role models, but he sees it as something, you know, he speaks to the actual specific people in his life and in the book that, that really meant something to him. And, and I guess what he was saying is I couldn't do it alone. And, 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 you know, most of the time you can't. No, I, one of the best things I've noticed over the 10 years of curating the internet, like we do for goodness and progress is that <laughs> I've decided that, that, um, people succeed in groups yeah. behind yeah. every yeah. Nobel prize winner mm-hmm. is probably a hundred really tired people. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Like Absolutely. this is the way it's going to go going yeah. forward. We're yeah. going to get yeah. out of this dark time, but yep. nobody's going to lead us forward alone. Absolutely. Gonna we're going to, we're going to do it together or we're not going to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. So right. John is definitely super, super inspirational. And then I think that that kind of leads into um, probably uh, some curiosity that I had about this episode 100. Ah, How to do nothing. Yep. It's truly, <laughs> How to do nothing with truly, Jenny Odell. It's truly one of my favorites. I honestly, I'm holding up the book right now. I keep it by, by my desk and just to pick it up from time to time and, and kind of touch base with it. And get some of these ideas and it literally changed how I kind of see and hear the world. It's, um, it's really about, it's, it's, it's about fighting this idea of, of, of choosing where your attention goes. That's, that's really the idea that she has a, a, a term she uses uh, resistance in place, um, which I thought was a great, great term. It's about not allowing kind of technology and kind of capitalistic value systems to define our self-worth and choosing, you know, kind of where to put our attention and, and how much power our attention has. It's, it's, it's what I think a quote was in it. Attention might be the last resource we have to withdraw, you know, like hold your attention back and choose what to do with it. Um, it's also, there's, it's, you know, it's about kind of a backlash to technology, but it's also, it's, it's a very, there's a lot of nature in the book. She talks about, bird watching again another idea in it um uh that she speaks a lot is, is about bioregionalism and that's kind of truly knowing the environment around you whether it's you know here in new york and the more you know you know the more you pay attention the more you get from that walking down the street if you if you, if you silence yourself and listen you're going to start hearing you know uh, different bird calls and then the more you hear that it builds on itself and you start hearing your environment more it actually it caused me, the book kind of caused me to, I do, I, I run a lot and I always, you know, listen to music or I listen to podcasts. It's when I started reading the book, I started running through, I live in a beautiful park. I started running through the park without it. And I'm like, I'm missing out. There's, there's so much to, you know, take in uh, that's, that's already there. Um, and, and, you know, the, the more this bioregionalism idea, the more you kind of know the environment around you, the more you care about it. You become invested in the health of the place because you care about it. You know about it. It's 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 really the 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 book really speaks to the rewards of habitually noticing things and just just being aware. And it just it's just it's incredible. I honestly I don't know if I've recommended a book more. It was it was really just such a joy to talk to Jenny and I, I couldn't recommend the book more. It's awesome. Or and, and if you want to learn more about it, it, the episode's great. She really talks about, really breaks down all these ideas. There's even like a whole bunch of other fun concept ideas that she, you know, puts a label on and it's beautiful. Can you refresh my memory about why, why her, what, what, what's the through line? Why did she write this book? Oh, I'm not sure. You know, I think that's a great, great question. It does. It also comes back to, 
I think she started with with her noticing it starts out with like uh the, like her noticing a bird out like her window and then she you know she started you know seeing that like what the life of that bird was and then she started looking around and just it was just everything built from just kind of noticing something out her window if, I, if I'm correct about that I know it's, it's funny it made me almost interested in bird watching uh, by the end of the book it just there was something to it and just but just noticing life around you in a different way it, it was really it, I actually read it during kind of like the heart of lockdown and like I was just walking through the park and it was a lot quieter at that time too and just just hearing I like I said I was hearing the world differently after after reading the book and mm-hmm. that's I think there was a point too where she talked about it she went to a symphony and it just like kind of like shook her like she she started hearing things she walked out of that that symphony and she just like was walking down the street listening and her ears were just in tune differently and it just and I completely get that I've had musical experiences like that I've had quiet movie experiences like that where I walked out and my ears were just you know almost like super ears and I was just hearing the world differently and it's it, it's it's pretty special that reminds me of a, a, a an episode I just recorded by the time this airs that one will be up with yep. a um a videographer named Liz McKenzie mm. who um has who was the videographer for this incredible documentary all related to the sounds of nature and what oh, we're missing. And oh. one of the things um, that her, the guy that narrates, and he's arguably the, the focus um, outside of listening to nature, the focus yeah. of documentary, um, is that um, it's, she says something like, it's like we've, we've lost the ability to hear our world's greatest philosophers. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I love that. That is definitely, that's almost something that could come out of Jenny's book. That's, that's amazing. That's yeah. your next episode. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Liz McKenzie. <laughs> I'd recommend people. Um, so, so, you know, this is what is something that you and I hope to do every so often now for our, our, our uh, podcast audiences is just yeah. exchange this kind of wonder. Thank you so yeah. much. Absolutely. No, and I'm excited. Let's let's turn those tables right now to the Conspiracy of Goodness podcast. I'm a fan. I'm I'm glad that your book fell into my world because then it led me to your website, led me to to your your podcast, the whole thing. So it's 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 it's, and there's just so much wonder and so much to sift through and find. I mean, I this is not one that I I you know I mentioned that we were going to talk about, but when I, you know, opened my podcast page this morning, there was one, you know, Streets are for the People with uh, Blaine Merker, is it? Your most recent one. I'm telling you, I, my favorite thing, like we mentioned earlier, how we curate your feeds to see things that, that make you happy. Like one of my favorite things on, on Twitter is uh, a couple accounts that I follow that is about reclamation of streets. It shows old pictures in Amsterdam where there was cars and stuff and like now it's like people and i just i'm i've almost become obsessed with the idea of of you know what can be what streets can be they don't have to be this and just it happened around here in new york when when you know during the pandemic where they allowed all these restaurants to reclaim the parking spots and and thank goodness they've 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 let them keep that but just the idea of reclaiming streets is beautiful um i think he talks about and i just love this what makes us happiest are things that are carbon neutral it's about people relationships meaning that that episode was is was really special so that, that's thank you for that and, and i'm i'm looking forward to learn more about blaine too so I, I will talk about that just um just because i want people to understand that um a lot of times i'm referring to and and michael just did refer to articles on the goodness exchange as well because yeah. i came by blaine Merker's work because huh. we wrote, wrote an article about um, about this company that he's working with called Gell. It's a big global company that that is fixing what happened with our urban environments yeah. in the last 70 years because, I mean, that's the gist of it. In the Holy. last 70 years, we made our all of our urban environments and for that matter, suburban environments yeah. for cars it, and not people. <laughs> absolutely. Exactly. We made it, made it really interesting. Just like look at all these you know, the percentage, and I, I think he brings it up, of, of paved land that is just all these giant parking lots that are like, and it's, it's unbelievable. It wasn't for us. It's not, it wasn't for people, which is wild. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, you mentioned um, about what happened during the pandemic. The great mm-hmm. thing about that is he tells this great story. I do believe I could be wrong, but I think he was at the, his first company was at the heart of this parklet movement. Do you remember 
Yes. I uh, think yeah. Yes. He was the the guy. It was his, he, he and his, co, uh, his co-owner that said one day, you know what, when you put a, a tw- 25 cents in a parking meter, yeah. you own that space <laughs> for two hours and you can do whatever you want in it. You can park your car in it, but you can also, and what they did, uh-huh. set up a little mini park in the, and then as researchers, they watched what happened and That's people amazing. used it. That's amazing. So, yeah so the idea that you can you can really like it's i i just feel like often you get stuck in the idea of this is the way it is and i just love to think about the idea that it doesn't have to be this way and it's it's Uh it's it's, it's reanalyzing our priorities and 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 what we need to do and there's thinkers like blaine out there who are really doing it in a major major way so one of the uh, episodes i was excited to talk to you about it was, I think it was just prior to that. It's a real uh, recent one. It was with Dr. Hal Urban. And it really spoke to the pos- power of positivity. And I think there's, you know, there's a, I, I feel like we both have a bunch of podcasts. And, we, you know, Dr. John Hope Bryan was another one where it really speak to, you know, perspective and, and finding ways to, to look through, you know, look at what you have and not what you have. But I was curious if we could speak about that episode some and tell us what you learned from um, Dr. Urban. Well, you know, uh, we titled it <laughs> funny because it that's kind of the hundred thousand foot look. Yeah. Do you know what I'm going to look over here because I want to make sure I don't leave anything out on these and episodes. Right, yep. <laughs> Do you know what I like most about you and other ways to make life happier? That, um, okay. I was going to mention that the idea of the language changes that uh, go, you go, please tell us about that. Okay. So Hal is this amazing guy who was an award-winning high school teacher, like so many words, you can't even start talking about him in California for 36 years. Mm-hmm. And he was also a, a adjunct professor at, at a, um, a very nice um, college institution in his region too. And he's just always been one of those people who recognized right from the get-go that, that oh, children perform better if you are, find some way to positively influence their surroundings. Like, they do not do their best if you aren't providing the right culture yeah. for them to Holding do their best. Them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so he, um, he, and he's really um, lovely about saying when he had it wrong mm-hmm. and then what happened and almost everything he ever learned, he learned from a kid. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, you know, that kid, the kids would point out that he was being hypocritical or they, they would point out his biases. He has so, he's so full of stories Maybe. about how he really learned about the power of positivity yeah. from children. Yeah. That's so cool. And just, I mean, the, to speak to the title of the episode, you know, he, he was talking about how he would, you know, kind of walk and meet somebody instead of like, how are you? That's exactly what he would say. He's like, you know what I like about you? That's how he would open it. And yes. it would just, it changes the whole conversation. It changes the whole relationship and how they approach yes. each other. And I just thought that was so cool. You know, and how many times do, have we think about all the people that are really important in your life, Michael, and our listeners here, mm-hmm. have you ever said to them, do you know what I like most about you? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't know if I've ever said that to my own children, yeah. much less yeah. my I think I've said it to my husband before because he's yeah. such a funny guy and yeah. <laughs> he, he keeps me going with humor. Uh-huh. But um, how often do we actually yeah. say that to the yeah. people in our workplaces that we really count on? Or yeah. do you know what I like most about you? So yeah. this Hal, Hal Urban episode is full of little nuances. Like you mentioned the greeting thing. When someone says to Hal, he goes, he works out every day. When he's going to the gym and says, somebody, how old are, how are, how are you today, Hal? He says, well, I am so much better for having accidentally bumped into you. Oh, see, really? Uh, these are day makers. And just, I mean, just think about how, you know, how are you just kind of rings hollow at this point. And just, if you have something else and you bring something, you know, positive and, and, and unexpected to the table yeah. like that, it really, it really, it really can change someone's day. He talks about um, this great exercise. My husband and I actually did it the night after I, uh-huh. I interviewed Hal about um, training yourself to stop complaining. Wow. Oh wow. Yeah. That's, that's... I think of myself as a really positive person, but yeah. when my husband got home that night, mm-hmm. we said, okay, let's cook dinner. And, and we were cooking it together and let's, let's see how long we can go without complaining. Cause we yeah. both 
my husband and I are both dentists. And so we have this shared business in this big dental practice. And, you know, it's got all the things that all business, the world is so unpredictable now. And uh, boy, that was an exercise. Yeah, I bet I consider myself, you know, an optimist as well. And I bet I'd be surprised how much I complain too. And that, that's interesting to kind of, you know, put, put, put your feet to the fire on that one. That's really good. What, um, what you come upon so often in the Conspiracy of Goodness podcast are just these unbelievable life-changing stories that, that some of these, you know, some of your guests have had. And one of them that's just absolutely mind-blowing that I want to point to is turning pain into a teacher with Stephanie Schaefer. That episode is unbelievable. Um, I mean, what what she went through and what she turned it into is as inspiring as a story uh, I came upon. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, Stephanie's story? So um, Stephanie, I actually have two interviews with her there. I think it's in the first 10 episodes. If people go way back in our archives, we'll put it in the show notes. Um, And there's a reason why I'm mentioning that. So Stephanie is this 26-year-old gal who was a 22-year-old college student, spring break, you know, soccer player, doing all the things, going out every Saturday night with her buddies, all that. Full, full form. And she went on a spring break vacation with her family. And what are we going to do today? Her sister chose to, to go. They were somewhere in the Caribbean where you could go swim with pigs. Yeah. yeah. That was so you get on a boat and you just shoot off and you go to an island and you swim, swim with pigs. And her mother is quite a savvy woman and she did her homework because there's lots of tour operators. Yeah. She picked the best one. Um, wow. And um, gosh darn it if that boat didn't take off from that pier that day and mm-hmm. she had very carefully chosen her seat on the boat it was mm-hmm. like you know 9 10 11 12 people on the boat because yeah. she wanted to get a great tan mm-hmm. and um you know, I mean, she she is so forthcoming about the why through this whole story and the boat took off and about 100 yards from shore it blew up yeah. and it blew up underneath yeah. the seat she was sitting on and the story is so compelling. I get boost goosebumps just thinking about it here. Um, there was a death uh, uh, in the in the in the boat um, it, that her mom was in, involved with. In. Mean, meanwhile, um, the long and short of it is she lost both of her legs at the knee, and um, then now she's this twenty-two-year-old beautiful woman who has lost her legs, and she has a million other injuries as well. Mm-hmm. They they tell her that her injuries are consistent with what you would look like um, in war, the kind of injuries they see in war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? <laughs> There's a lot of, that goes on in this interview and what's happened in her life, but she ends up modeling for the Kardashians mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In, the, in the first photo shoot of folks with disabilities. And um, I tell you, uh, the insights she shares through yeah. telling that story in the bits and parts, um, it is one of those things you, many of those insights you can't unhear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, just the per- perseverance uh, and, and it's just amazing. I mean, she speaks so, you know, eloquently about giving attention to your gains and, and, and not your losses. And I mean, this is someone whose losses uh, a lot of people, and, you know, I don't know how I would bounce back from something like that. And, and, and just, just, you know, perspective comes up a lot. I feel like when you're in in the depths of conspiracy of goodness podcast, and she found a way to to force, you know, her perspective towards what she had instead of what she didn't have anymore, and just that that you know drove her, which is amazing. And I also there's all these little tidbits that she talks about, uh, you know, that that you can walk away with, and because she talks about being kinder than you need to be. And I was like thinking about that. I love that idea of, of, of you know, it just bringing ultra kindness to the table in situations where it just doesn't, you know, have to be there belong and, and, and how that can really change a situation. So not only was their story so inspiring and just a tale of perseverance and, you know, looking at the positive, but she just, there's so many life lessons that she can, you know, bequeath us with because of what she went through. It's, it's really, both of those episodes are stunning. Yeah. And the original episode I'll refer people to, I, mm. I was a changed woman after that one. We weren't recording in video then, so it's only audio, but um, I had the feeling I was talking to someone sort of otherworldly because she was then only two years out. Yeah. Oh, wow. And she was, oh yeah. She was saying things that, you know, that's, should take a lifetime. So fresh. Yeah. Yes. She, she uh, was saying things that should take a lifetime to come to, oh, yeah. but so anyway, yes, that, that, those are really good interviews. 
bring a smile to your face. It yeah. really is so and so inspiring. So I often talk to uh, I've talked to a lot of um, climate change journalists on uh, uh, just really outstanding uh, climate minds um, on, on across the margin of the podcast. So I was really drawn into uh, one of your episodes called "The One Big Problem We Need to Know How to Solve." With uh, I think it's uh, Christoph Gorder. Yeah, he's from um, it's called Charity Water. And so it's all about water, which I mean, the more we learn about, um, you know, just water becoming this resource and, and just what what it means to regions and just how there's water refugees now. I, 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 I hate to be negative here, but I could imagine there's going to be skirmishes between countries over. It's just such a big, big thing. And just that was that was really I mean, the, the different things you guys got into about water uh, was just it just the scale was huge that you guys got into. But tell us a little bit about, about that episode. OK, Christoph has this amazing background, which we'll talk about in a minute. But the mm-hmm. main thing I loved about that interview is, you know, how it so the whole thing at the Goodness Exchange and the Conspiracy of Goodness podcast is that we are focused on solutions. Yeah. I, I know the world is a harsh horrific place. Mm -hmm. And there are so many people who are built perfectly to cover that part of the story and the equation more Mm -hmm. than me. I think if I had to tell about the problems in the world very much, I'd just be walking around sobbing all the time. I just wouldn't be effective communicator. Let's put it that way. (laughs) So so we are focusing on solutions. Mm -hmm. Okay. Christopher, Christoph Gorder said the most extraordinary funny little thing, Mm -hmm. which in hindsight, he goes, Linda, Water is one problem we know how to solve right now wow. across the world. Wow. Yeah, that is so, you know, of all the problems in the world that we don't know how to solve or that we're struggling with, we yeah. know how to solve the problem of water. Wow, that's amazing. I just, whether I, we're doing it. And also, um, his charity, yeah, whether we're doing it or not, that's a whole other story. Just yeah, his charity has um, raised more than 600 million and has provided clean water to over 15 million people. That is just outrageous. Okay, so the gist of what's going on here is that also you should know, charity water is one of the most important, um, I would say the most well thought of charities in the world because of the way their donors stay on board and they stay Mm. engaged. This is in the nonprofit world. That's Cherry Water's big thing. People in the nonprofit world, almost they're like the gold standard of how you keep people giving and and engaged. And it was clear to see after 10 minutes talking to Christoph, I knew why. Because if they have more people like him in that organization that actually communicate the story, the message, the possibility, the the opportunity, Mm -hmm. um, there's there's no way. I quickly saw signed a donation form yeah. myself afterwards well, he, got he also he also speaks to how um the huge differences that small uh contributions can make yes. and so he's, he's it's it's also inviting people that you know sometimes feel like well what is this going to do what is what is the small thing and he's like a lot it adds up and it does a lot and that was that was really cool to hear from someone who's raised so much money and that's what moved me to 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 take care of this this need right after. It wasn't that he's a good salesman. Yeah. It was that he made it, he made me feel like I could make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. The numbers that he yeah. gives mm-hmm. about this organization. And then then there's just the great, he's such a great storyteller. He grew up um, in uh, the African Republic uh, and Nigeria, mm-hmm. the central mm-hmm. some central republic of uh, uh, Central African, central republic, African yeah. republic. I'm yep. not sure what it's called now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, and in Nigeria. So he has lived in, and he was the son of um, Lutheran ministers, I think. Yeah. So he has, you know, he, he comes from, um, from the right background to just be like, we're going to do this and we're going to do it well, and it's possible. And let's just get to it. And so anyway, that's a wonderful interview. If people just want to have hope that there are incredible um, organizations doing, doing amazing work, listen to the one with Christoph. Yeah, the scope is big too. You talk about the connection with climate change and scarcity of water, uh, even like clean water and the war in Ukraine. There's just need to really touch on a lot, which is unbelievable. Uh, the last one I want to bring up is uh, I love this one because it just I always love the idea of um, you know chasing your dream, and it just it's always sometimes you know I I I'm sure we all run into people who are like I want to do this, and you you want to be like 
just go but like we understand the risk of it and but like it's so beautiful when 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 you know we love these stories when someone chases your dream and, and make it happen but this episode this is what it's all about it's it's make a living or make a difference you don't have to choose with Rashawn Paul um and this is it this is all about building a career out of what you love and I mean is isn't that the dream and so this is another you know completely inspiring case and, and it also speaks to solutions as well this is someone who's really helping people you know accelerate their careers towards you know what if they want it to be social impact or whatever they want to do i mean he's helped ten thousand people plus kind of chase their dreams and that's really really cool stuff oh yeah and i gotta tell you okay so so the book that he's written and, and uh um he would be a great interview for you it's called mm. new reason to work mm. How to build a career that will change the world that's the title and subtitle and i tell you there it's it's right down the line on what what roshan is best at so his story um i met him at an ideas conference called pop tech i think pop tech was kind of the original ted before ted was a thing mm -hmm. and um pop tech is what it it was an amazing ideas conference and he was there <laughs> representing this this group that he started called the amani institute so what he recognized when, when he came out of college, he has an amazing educational pedigree. Whoa, Nelly. Oh, really? Guy, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Done the rigorous intention on getting an education. Mm -hmm. But what he noticed was that there are all these people in the world who wanted to change the world. He's from that generation who thought, think they can, mm -hmm. but, but where colleges were educating people and what the working world wanted, we're just yeah. going They're like not this. aligning. Yeah. No, yeah. and it takes a unique skill set to be a social entrepreneur, to, yep. to start a start a startup that has, you know, social implications for the good or to just be the CEO of a nonprofit or whatever. Almost everyone that he knew in this world that he was interested in wanted to change the world. Yep. But how do you do it? So he started this institute called the Omani Institute with a, a co-founder, and they did amazing work for for 16 years. Um, and I was talking to him about this concept of just, do we have to do one or the other? Mm -hmm. Do we have to just work for the man and then, earn money and then say one day I will, yeah. or can you do it both? Yeah. So I can highly recommend Roshan Paul's Ted talk mm -hmm. because <laughs> he gets real That's about it there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and make sure that, that, um, that we understand what it takes to, to make social change and how, how the level of commitment that you have to have past the normal, the normal requests in life. Um, mm -hmm. But he puts it in such a beautiful way. So in that podcast, we talk about how the coolest people are impact first focused. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that 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 interview will make you feel good about that, that there is a world and there is a pipeline of leaders that yeah. are getting the right education. A lot of uh, a lot of good tidbits about creative problem solving as well. Like it really, he breaks it down. It's not it's not just big scope things. It's really just you know ideas about asking more questions, advocating for yourself, and you know immerse yourself in understanding what is going on and stuff like that. It was really you know little gems, little gems of, of, of knowledge that can really just you know once applied can can change things in your life and your everyday. That book is like that. It's very, it yeah, the book is very, um, you know, if you need to, to fix this problem, there's mm -hmm. going to be a chapter on like that, like you like ask better questions and then do this and then do this. It really takes you deeper and deeper into ways that start out pretty fundamental, like ask a different yeah. question than you've ever asked. How yeah. many times do we go round and round in circles? Definitely. Um, but I think also his book really, um, I, we talked a lot, that was at the beginning of the great resignation, the great, mm -hmm. whatever we're calling it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I think that book really um, brings to life all the choices we have. It's not just quit and yep. go save the rhinoceros. It's, there's a lot more to it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I just want to say to uh, uh, listeners of Across the Mars in the podcast that these are just just a few. This is the tip of the iceberg of stories and, and just uh, amazing ideas and you know knowledge that you can gain that you can find at the Conspiracy of Goodness podcast. It's, it's just, I mean, this is four of many, many, many uh, uh, you know podcasts that are there. And 
you know, check it out. And, and I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay, I'm a fan and I'm going to stay listening. It's, it's just, I've, I've learned a lot each and every episode. Well, me too. <laughs> About yeah. across the margins podcast. Yeah. Yesterday yeah. I had this extraordinary journey. Um, <laughs> I thought I would, I was flying from Vermont where I live to Illinois and I thought oh. I would be there in four hours, you know, best laid plans. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you my whole entire day, because it became train, planes, trains, and automobiles. I was <laughs> listening to uh, various podcasts of yours and you know there's something about caring about things past the first soundbite yeah that yeah. michael shields is doing on across the margins mm-hmm. like can we get back to some long form things yeah. <laughs> like yeah we, absolutely this the, what's, the story, the, what's the story behind the story you know what's yes. you know but how did even like how do you bring this to life you know what what what's there's you know it's even when I'm like talking to musicians, like getting really deep behind, you know, we hear the songs, but then you hear the story behind it and that song becomes more impactful. And you just, it just, there's a story behind the storyteller story. And I, mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's what we're digging into over there. So. Yeah. Well, so. thank you so much for yeah, sharing. This is, this is, this is tons of fun. I can't, you know, I, I, I know we have plans to do this again and, you know, it's, it's just to say, thank you. We're both here saying thank you to all the guests on our shows for, you know, not only spending time with us and the thoughtful answers, but just teaching us about the world and teaching us about the wonders of it. So let's definitely do this again. That's right. And let's, let's, let's use one of your guests, um, your guests uh, insights and choose what we give our attention to, because what we give our attention to expands. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Michael Shields. Of course. Thank you, Linda. All right. Have a great day, everybody. This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at osirispod.com.